You're listening to the Jacob Media Sports Network in partnership with AM1490 Sports Betting Radio. Subscribe to the Jacob Media channel on YouTube for access to all daily sports content. All right, welcome back. Thanks again to Kelly Bidlin from VEASAN. Uh, he texted me a couple minutes after 7 and just said, hey, I can jump on real quick if you want me. Uh, so that was very nice of him. Uh, thanks again to Kelly. Good stuff. So let's get to the important stuff here. NFL Eagles insider John McMullen joins me every night at 7.30 for your daily dose of Eagles and football talk. Follow John on Twitter at JFMcMullen, phillyvoice.com, si.com, and you can listen to him host Extending the Play every Saturday at 10 a.m. going to 11 right here on 1490 Sports Betting Radio. John, happy Friday. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing better. You know, I meditated today and (laughs) (laughs) not as negative as I was, you know, last night with Carson Wentz. So, um, all right. I mean, the headlines today read J.J. Watt out. And there was plenty to to discuss from that fallout, so to speak. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's plenty to discuss. There's not anything to discuss with the Eagles and J.J. Watt. So (laughs) that off the table very, very quickly. Uh, but you know, uh, and uh, this fan base, any anybody they've heard of, uh, first thing, can we get JJ Watt? Obviously, I mean the Eagles are under such uh, tremendous salary cap duress; he's still going to be very expensive. Uh, and also, e- even more important, before you even get to the money, you know, Jeffrey Lurie used that term transition seven times for a reason. Can't say rebuild; we all know that 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 word has been outlawed. But that's what transition means. And, and J.J. would want to go to a winner uh, or a team that has an opportunity uh, to make a run. Pittsburgh would make a lot of sense with his brothers. Going back to Wisconsin with Green Bay would make a lot of sense. So, I, I mean, it's just not in the cards. And, you know, the Eagles also want to get younger. And the last thing you want is another over-30 expensive player who, by the way, is only played, I think, more than eight games twice in the past five seasons. So get that out of your minds quickly. Yeah, Lane Johnson didn't help that cause. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> Come on, Lane. I, I, well, you know, I mean, J.J.'s one of those guys who, you know, he's a legend. Basically, I mean, mm-hmm. this is one of the greatest defense players who ever lived. That's not overstating. So, I mean, his peers, people in the game, they have tremendous, tremendous respect for him. But, yeah, I mean, Lane obviously doesn't understand the personnel aspects of it. And, yeah, it doesn't help. Jalen Rager did it as well. <laughs> Texas guy. Right. Um, and, yeah, it's. God bless those guys. And certainly I, anybody in the NFL would like to play with J.J. Watt. He's one of those guys. He's one of those um, legends that everybody has respect for, but it's just it's not possible. What are your thoughts on, and I forget which Twitter account tweeted this out, but they said, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, oh, well, J.J. Watt snaps his fingers and he's released, and Deshaun Watson ah. – Yep. Mike Flory, that was pro football talk. That's right. I I mean, come on. That's that's what I responded to that. JJ's in the last year of his deal, has no uh guaranteed money left, was scheduled to make I think seventeen 
plus million. So basically, that's off the books for the Houston Texans. Whereas Deshaun Watson just signed a monster contract extension, very similar um, to, to Philadelphia, even more so money-wise. Uh, with Carson Wentz, we talked about all the issues. So if they trade Deshaun Watson, everything accelerates. Signing bonus, same as I said, same thing. Um, as going on here, same thing with Russell Wilson in Seattle. Just not even remotely comparable. At comparable, and and that was so disingenuous because, look, you can you can expect that from fans who don't understand the salary cap, and they say they don't see the difference. But somebody like that who knows exactly why it's so disingenuous, that was awful. And I'm not even overstating. That was an awful tweet designed to – I don't even know what he's trying to do at this stage of the game. I know. I I was shocked when I saw that. And that just, you know, started the – started the snowball effect of, of, you know, getting behind that theory. And it's just, it's not even apples to apples. And I wanted your thoughts uh, on that a little bit before we touch on some other things. So plenty of quarterbacks and, and different names being thrown out there. Any updates or any, you know, updated, even just opinions from your side of the fence, John, uh, with all of this, something I threw out, Ryan Fitzpatrick coming to Philadelphia as like a bridge quarterback. And he's just such a likable guy, great for the locker room. And I'm not saying he should start, whether he starts or as a backup. But, you know, I I don't know. That's just one opinion that you and I haven't discussed. No, I I mean, I I love, I always joke, you know, who's your favorite bridge? That that joke, Brooklyn (laughs) Bridge, Golden Gate Bridge, or Ryan Fitzpatrick. Right. he's, uh, He's the ultimate bridge quarterback in the NFL. Um, and he's done it for so many teams, and he is so successful. And he's one of the best backups you could possibly have in this league, still, even at this stage. I mean, he was better. Let's be honest. He was better than Tua in Miami, but we all know how this goes. I'm not trying to say he's a great quarterback by any stretch of the imagination, but, again, that's not what you're looking for in a backup. The, The Eagles are going to need a backup quarterback. I mean, Nate Sudfeld's an unrestricted free agent. If Carson Wentz is, is gone at some point, as we all expect, somebody's got to be your backup quarterback. And you can go about it in two different ways. You can bring in the veteran if you have a very young starter, or you can go young, young. And, you know, if you look at the coaching staff, this organization doesn't seem to have a problem going young. And maybe that's because they're in this transition phase. So we'll see. But, Hey, man, they were down watching Trevor Lawrence as well uh, in the Trevor Lawrence Pro Day. It wasn't even the Clemson Pro Day. He's such a big deal. He got his own Pro Day. Um, now, obviously, they're not going to be in a position to draft Trevor Lawrence, but it does tell you that they're going to be they're doing their due diligence on the quarterbacks. And I, I still think you got to get over that hump. If Carson Wentz is traded and you're sitting there at number six, you got to think about taking a quarterback. You can't sit there and say Jalen Hurts is our quarterback of the future. Yeah. Maybe he is. I, I'm not, you know, I, we don't I know. thought he showed enough right. to at least say he has a chance to develop into a starting quarterback. But let's be honest, this is a second-round pick, and that means you can say the Eagles, whatever, and they're 
history and their terrible drafting. That means the entire league didn't think he was worthy of being a, a top-tier prospect like uh, like Justin Fields, like, like Zach Wilson, like Trey Lance. Those are guys that are going to go in, in the top 10, maybe the top 15 with Lance. We'll see if he spikes up the board as well. He's not on the same level as those guys. So you've got to seriously consider, and I, and I go back to Howie Roseman again, and I'm writing about this for Philly Voice, just look up his comments from 2016. That's exactly what he said. If you're up at this point in the draft, and obviously they moved up twice to get the two to get Carson Wentz, his point was you've got to go get a quarterback. Well, what's different now? You're up at six. Let's say you get two second-round picks for Carson Wentz has been floated from Indianapolis. Maybe that's enough to get you up to four if you want Justin Fields. Hmm. you got to seriously consider it. I buried the lead. Uh, Jay Valai. He, you know, it's, he, <laughs> I'm going to miss him, man. A lot of memories. Um, before, you, before you give us the details, I just had to bring this up. This is his fourth job in the past fourth month. Job, yeah. And it, no one can find a job right now. He's had four in a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Jay um, got hired in Houston. He, he, he was at Texas, and obviously they made the coaching change to Steve Sarkeesian, uh, and he didn't get uh, carried over. Uh, took a job with Houston, uh, the University of Houston, um, and and then the Eagles came calling, and, and he said, okay, I'm going to have to leave you guys and go to the Eagles. The Eagles finally announced the move yesterday. It's not even 24 hours. Alabama lost their secondary coach to, to Minnesota. The, the Vikings hired him earlier this week, so they needed a new secondary coach. <laughs> they called him Jay Villain. And he had to take the job. And, and by the way, I, I give the Eagles credit for letting him out because, I mean, that's just that's a better job. He's assistant uh, defensive back coach here to Denard Wilson. So it's a higher-paying job. I think people may not realize that. Uh, he's going to make a lot more money at Alabama. Uh, and he's going to have a, a, a higher position on that staff, which is obviously – not the pros, but as close as the pros as you can get in college football. So, hey, it was just one of those things, and um, he's got to take the better job, and I'm glad the Eagles didn't stand in his way, to be honest. Crazy. Four jobs in one month. I mean, how can you – how is that allowed? Like, it, not that I guess it matters, but you just bring him in. You just announce he's – you know, you know, welcome to Philadelphia, and then he's able to leave in a, a, essentially a 10-day span? Is that something that needs to be looked at? Well, I, I don't think it needs to be looked at in the case of, um, I, I think, and again, without seeing the language in the contract, and college contracts tend to be very, you know, you hear about it mainly with head coaches. Uh, I think Matt Campbell, for instance, just signed a, a whatever, a 10-year extension, Pat Fitzgerald as well. Uh, those guys can get out of that at any point if they get a pro job. And, and they put that kind of language in the contract, um, and that's kind of the deal with, with the college level. If you get an opportunity at a pro job, you can yeah. you can leave and go take it. And, and the Eagles instance, 
Um, I believe that they would have had the opportunity to say, no, you can't go if they wanted to. Mm. Um, but I, I, you know, there's no, uh, I'm glad they didn't do that. Let's put it that way, because generally, and you see it all the time, but coaches are under contract in the NFL. Now they changed the Rooney rule this year to where you cannot block, um, uh, minority candidates from, from taking interviews for coordinator jobs. But generally if you're under contract, you can't take a lateral position. Uh, and basically, a lateral position is defined as anything but head coach. And we've seen it over the years with John DiFilippo getting blocked from going to the Jets as the offensive coordinator would be the most notable recently. Um, but it happens all the time in the NFL. So uh, the Eagles could have blocked this. And I'm glad they didn't. As I said, there's no there's no reason to. He got a better job. He got a better opportunity. I'm glad they let him out of it. Yeah, and and me too. Just to be clear on my stance, I'm I'm all for people doing what makes them happy, and if they feel it's a better opportunity, you know, go take it. But on the other side of the fence, and I'm just thinking, if that was you know Sirianni, <laughs> like how that would screw up yeah, the Eagles. Well, that's the thing. Even yeah. if he were the secondary coach, even if he were Denard Wilson, I doubt they would have let him out. I mean, he was the assistant secondary right. coach, so that's pr- that's part of it. I mean, yeah. Um, I hate to say it's not as as valuable, but it, I mean it's an assistant position coach. If he were the secondary coach, and say Alabama offered him a little bit more money, um, they're not going to let him leave. He's a secondary coach, but you know, a, as an assistant, and he, he, I, I agree with the way they handled it. Jason Kelsey appeared on former teammate Chris Long's podcast today, and Chris Long asked him. What are you currently worried about? And Kelsey just replied, retirement. What does that mean? Yeah, well, I mean, Jason's been uh, above board for a couple of years now. I mean, he says it's, you know, year to year with him. Um, And he hasn't decided yet. And he always takes time after the season. You know, he's always said kind of behind the scenes that everybody after an NFL season, uh, especially one – where you're banged up and remember he played through that hyperextended elbow. Um, and he, he's been really banged up in years past and played through a lot of injuries. Um, he always feels like retiring. Um, and then you recharge the batteries uh, and he's always come back. Now things have changed. And the fact that, you know, he would come back to a, to a team with uh, Super Bowl aspirations Um Obviously, the same coaching staff. Um, this time, it's different. It's an entirely new coaching staff, new system. Now, Jeff Stoutland's back, so that might steer him in the direction uh, of potentially continuing the play. But also, you know, this team isn't uh, a contender at, at this stage any longer. So you have to add that into the equation of, as well. And, and the one and the other thing I'll throw out there as well that Jason told me during the season, he he said it was no fun this year. I mean, one of the things he enjoys is that camaraderie in the locker room with the guys and, and just shooting the you know what. Yeah. And they they weren't able to do that this year. It was all virtual. You know, when you were in the locker room, it was like ten guys at a time because of social distancing. 
Um, a lot of players said that, but Jason was one of the most notable. Said, you know, you you lose that, and you know, at some point he might wake up and say, okay, what do I got here? I don't enjoy it. I can't hang out with the guys. Yep. Uh, it's not a good football team. So yeah, I think he's going to seriously consider retirement. Now, obviously, he didn't go into depth with Chris Long, but this has been going on for a couple of years now. And let's not forget that photo that got thrown around social media, him, Carson Wentz, and Zach Ertz hanging out on the field. So he's close with those guys. Add two of his buddies at key positions not being around anymore either. Yeah, yeah. That's that's another good point. And as as more of those veteran players do leave, and we expect uh, both Carson and Zach to not be here next season, um, that yeah, that factors into it as well. And who knows what the Eagles do as far as some of these higher profile guys on the offensive line? You can't even say, look, with all of you know, people assume Lane Johnson's going to be back, Brandon Brooks is going to be back because they're under contract, but you're in a different phase with this team, and you have aging players uh, who are injury-prone, and who knows how they go about this and say, maybe we got to shift into a different gear. Maybe we got to try to move these players and uh, just try to get younger because we have Andre Dillard, Jordan Malata, Jack Driscoll. Uh, a lot of questions to be answered with this team, and, uh, veteran players, you know, it's it's it could be two ways too as well. They could say, "Wow, we're not ready to compete. Maybe I want to go somewhere else." You see it all over the NFL, mainly with quarterbacks. Guys are looking at their situation and saying, eh, "Maybe it's not that much fun to be here anymore." Are the Eagles prepared uh, for that? If he announces this week, next week, whatever it is, um, you know what? I'm I'm done or I'm definitely not returning to Philly, whatever he decides. You know, how does that impact the offseason? What does the offensive line look like without him? All, all of that. Well, I don't think you're ever prepared to lose uh, a player of that caliber uh, who can still play. Your, your assumption is um, that they'll continue to go until they start, you know, to have serious issues from either injury uh, wise or performance wise, and they start to significantly decline as a player. So I wouldn't say that they're uh, prepared, but they have known that he's considering this for a couple of years now, as I mentioned. So, I mean, they have a number of bodies. Isaac Samalo, they've always said, really dating back to they drafted him, uh, probably his most natural position is, is center. They could move in there. They also had Luke Jerigo, who's an undrafted kid they really like. That's a, a natural center. Um, so my my best guess was one would be one of those two guys uh, would step in at center, and, and then uh, at left guard you would have Nate Herbig, uh, who got uh, and that was one of those silver linings from last year and all the injuries Herbig and. My lot have got a lot of playing time and proved that they could play a little bit. Now they're they're not they're not the guys they replaced, but they did prove that they were competent and and you can move forward. But like I said, anytime you lose a player like that, you're not gonna you're generally not gonna hit it seamlessly and have the same type of player in reserve or or ready to go. 
The only situation that is intriguing, I don't know how realistic, of course, is Kansas City. Go play with your brother and Andy Reid. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I think I think Jason uh, wouldn't uh, try to force his way out to go somewhere else. I do think he, he has tremendous respect for the organization. Um, his his wife is a teacher in the area, mm-hmm. um, and she's from here. And, and so I think from that standpoint, I don't think in his case it's necessarily thinking about playing somewhere else. Although you can never say never when you do talk about guys who are used to contending. Uh, but from just from talking to him over the years, I think his decision is strictly, am I going to play or am I going to retire? Talking with John McMullen, our NFL Eagles insider. John, did you hear the breaking news that I'm going to be with you tomorrow on extending the play? I did not. This is breaking news to me. I love when people – well, that's exciting. I, I love being in the studio with you, Ryan. Yeah, I, I know I, you do. Uh, I wish you didn't have to break uh, the news to me on air, but I'm thrilled. <laughs> oh, I hope that's okay. But, yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll be here with you tomorrow. What uh, what do we got planned, by the way? <laughs> we got plan- well, you're going to be in a bad mood because we're in all-season mode. So oh, we're just going to get more in depth with all this kind of stuff. <laughs> Uh, and, and, and there's a lot of it. I mean, that's the one thing about this team, but we'll also get in the NFL as a whole, which I, I think is always, uh, gets the juices flowing because there's so many things going on in the league and we'll get more in depth with, with Trevor Lawrence's pro day, and which I think it's amazing that one guy gets pro day, uh, you know, Probably the best quarterback prospect, I think, since Andrew Luck. A lot of people in this league think he's the best since John Elway. Um, But that's how highly regarded he is. So it's interesting. He was the number one pick before his pro day. He's the number one pick after his pro day. Shocker of all shockers. A question I haven't asked you, and maybe we can get more into this next week. Uh, What about trading the number six pick and Carson Wentz for, I don't know, insert name or draft pick or whatever it may be. Well, I, I, you know, the problem with that is, I mean, in theory, if I I would assume you're trying to get a quarterback and, and the quarterback situations, if you look at the guys um, like Deshaun Watson, uh, you you know, you're in salary cap hell to begin with. Um, So even if Deshaun Watson wanted to come here and he wouldn't because he's steering himself toward, uh, pretty clearly Miami or, or New York uh, as sort of an NBA-type thing. Uh, and Russell Wilson's in that same category. I mean, those guys are more expensive than Carson Wentz. Um, and, and you're still – it's like – I think people don't understand. You're still accelerating the contract because you signed it. So you're not only accelerating that contract, you're – picking up another huge contract. So it's just not feasible from that standpoint. Now, if you're willing to dump them and, and say, you know, Walmart clearance aisle, and, and you're just worried about moving up in the draft to get one of those young quarterbacks we talked about, eh, maybe. I mean, but yeah. you, you have to have a dance partner. Uh, you have to have somebody willing uh, to do that and to pick up Carson's salary. And, and would 
essentially want him basically more than one of those young quarterbacks. I think that's your biggest hurdle from that standpoint. So I, I would say it's it's very unlikely to say the least. Interesting. Uh, something to think about, even just as a talking point, if nothing else. John McMullen, our NFL Eagles insider, every night, <clears throat> excuse me, at 10, uh, 7.30. Tomorrow at 10, extending the play, you can listen to John and myself do this and much more. Now, I don't want to put you in a bad mood, Ryan. <laughs> listen, I put myself in a bad mood when, when it comes to this team. <laughs> it's it's nothing you do. It's not you, it's me. Um, <laughs> Phillyvoice.com, SI.com. And we'll do it again soon, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Sound good, John? All right, buddy. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited now. See, the juices are flowing for me. <laughs> good. Bring it, baby. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll do it then. Have a good night, man. All right, you too, man. All right, later. There he is, Johnny Mac. Uh, good stuff. And that, that's the first time I really asked John about, well, maybe you package the sixth pick and Carson Wentz. And I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why they would do that. You know, I... Well, I know why. If you get someone like Trevor Lawrence, which I don't think that would even be slightly possible, but just letting you know, you know, the situation that I would say, okay, you can trade the sixth pick. Sean Watson, whoever it may be, I don't know. The Seahawks and Russell Wilson. I think that's really grasping for straws, but hey, it's what we do, man. It's what we do. All right, one hour down, just like that, just like that. 8.30, co-founder of PropSwap, Luke Pergandy. He's going to call in on the phone, have some fun, talk about best bets, the weekend. Not the singer, the literal weekend. Keep it locked in right here on The Fix, going up until 10 p.m. on a Friday.